All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the 580 Show, episode 148. And uh, before I get into our guest this week, um, I just want to remind everyone, if you head over to the 580 Barbell YouTube channel, we're getting very close to our giveaway uh, ending. So if you haven't seen it, super, super easy giveaway. Basically, you have to be subscribed and comment on the video. And that's basically the extent of it. We have an awesome giveaway where we're paying for any guy or girl to go to any competition um, in full and also giving you guys some extra cash to help with travel, hotel, stuff like that with liquid chalk, uh, pre-workout, Cody Abel and Stronger Together thrown in a month of programming, um, some merch from them and a, a lift hard, die strong thrown in merch, a whole ton of giveaway. So really easy. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and, uh, and comment on the video. If you watch the video, um, they have all the instructions right on there. It's just called the 580 Strongman Giveaway. So got that out of the way. Dante, I, I keep forgetting to mention it, so I wanted to do that today. But um, no, I'll put a, I'll, us today. I'll put a, I'll, sorry, I'll put a link in everything too. No, so. yeah, that's that's perfect. But joining us today, I'm really pumped. The Feelies, Katie and Brian Feely. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Yeah, not a problem at all. So um, the main reason, I mean, obviously you guys, you guys are awesome people, but the main reason for having you on this week is you guys announced Strongman Corporation Nationals last year, and uh, you guys are going to be doing it again this this year. And um, we always talk about Strongman Corp Nationals like in the weeks leading up to it, but you know, we were talking, Katie. I think it'd be cool to have you guys on for a little preview, talk about you know the events, um, the sessions. Um, it's a different streaming kind of uh setup this year significantly mm -hmm. different so you know making it clear how people can um obtain that and just kind of talk everything about nationals with the people that are going to if you're not going to be there that are going to be announcing it so you know sure. i appreciate you guys joining us you know yep um happy to do it so yeah, we're, we're yeah. excited this year to to know that we're doing it last year <laughs> yeah, i remember we fairly late in the game so yeah. we're we're excited to be able to do a little extra prep this year and... yeah yeah actually. well wasn't it wasn't it you guys were literally on the way yeah last year yeah. when you guys found out <laughs> yeah. i would say you know so one thing i thought was really cool last year was you guys were really like you're involved in strongman which i think is like a key like a no brainer and essential for if you're going to announce a show, right? Because mm -hmm. you understand what's going on really in depth. And uh, you may have some ties to athletes just since you guys have been around strongman so much. My actually my second ever show, I competed against you, Brian. And yeah, yeah, the Halloween. That, uh, yeah, that was the first ever time yeah. I met you. So I was like, this crazy kid just won this competition. <laughs> doing full, he's doing a full workout afterwards. <laughs> I remember <laughs> that, but, uh, but no, like, I think it really impressive last year was watching back and I was in the, I think I was in the first session. It was either I was in the first or the second session and my wife, we were flip-flopped however it was. And I was running him back and forth to the hotel and trying to focus on myself, but also watch my wife. And you guys were just super personable and like encouraging and like just, it, it kind of felt like you knew everyone, which was is super impressive because there's 250, 300 athletes. So with knowing that you guys only knew 24 hours before the show, I'm excited 
with you guys having more of a heads up this year, yeah, you know, some, some prep time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think nationals too, is such a, it's important to remember that it's a lot of people's first time and that there's family members tuning in and giving people it's a like, you know, it's a big deal to qualify for the first time and go. So treating it just like any other big show where people get the time and attention that they deserve and not just focusing on like the one or two names that people might know or who's going to get their pro card or whatever. Um, Yeah. It's cool. It's cool to be able to give the people that are, that are watching, you know, because the athletes are new to it. So their families have no idea what's going on. So just to be able to give them a little bit of kind of a walkthrough of like, okay, here's what's going on. What is this crazy stuff that we're doing? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's always like the toughest part is, is, you know, they may, t- they may tune in exactly like you guys just said, but they have no idea what's going on. I thought you guys did such a great job at kind of explaining that and breaking it down to the person who's literally watching this sport for the first ever time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, f- I felt, I, I felt really grateful that everybody was so gracious afterwards. We were like, did we suck or? <laughs> no. I- <laughs> I so thought... today it's good to get good good feedback and obviously like we're open to all all feedback but the good kind is the best kind yeah. <laughs> I thought like last year taking we we kind of do like a recap after and obviously I competed last year and um look at the positives and the negatives but I thought the the live stream last year was such a positive mm-hmm. and I couldn't believe the numbers mm-hmm. on YouTube and I it's one thing I want to talk about is I thought last year not being negative, but I loved it being offered for free on YouTube because I think that drives so many more people in. And this year we'll be on eight with ADL, um, which is private. We'll post a link multiple Mm -hmm. times from our Instagram. And I'm, I'm sure kind of everyone will be, if you guys are following them, everyone will be kind of throwing the link out. Strongman Corp will be throwing it out, but um, it will be a pay to watch system this year. How does, does that change anything for you guys? Um, like ha, what, you know, what's yeah. it been like, I guess, cut your early thoughts and stuff. I'm sure you'll learn more in the upcoming weekend, but working with ADL this year, different setup. What, what are yeah. your guys kind of thoughts? I, I think I'm, I think the positives are that. So James Deffenbaugh is the one that had run it previously and just, and did a beautiful job. And like, that's not his job. Um, so he all, he just does that because he is a big nerd who likes it and he's really good at it. Um, so I think we're, we're very lucky that he has that interest and ability. Um, that said, it's a lot of work for James because he's doing all the scorekeeping and then, you know, setting up, he's got game, like literally video game controllers to like move all the (laughs) angles around and get everybody's names on the screen and coordinating it all. So I think it'll be really good for him to not Mm -hmm. have to do you know, it's one, he's still going to be doing 15 jobs, but now he can do 14 instead of 15. (laughs) So I think for that, it's positive and having somebody that can just like focus on it and have the equipment for it will be positive. Yeah, no. And and I think, you know, ADL does a great job. I mean, they're, they're very professional. Um, so it's, it's good to obviously have that professional touch on, on the feed. It it is a little, a, a little bit of a bummer just, you know, to be perfectly honest that people have to pay to see it. You know, I hate, to you know for families that just want to see their their kids or or whoever compete have to pay a 20 but you know at the end of the day if you're getting a professional service you have to expect to pay for it mm-hmm. so. right, like right. The, no. the sport is definitely in that transition phase where like i mean even a couple of years ago there was no such thing as a live feed yeah. so the fact that we even have it at all is pretty wild um right. and to be able to like have commentators and have your name up on the screen and have your yeah. family be able to watch is pretty cool and then now like making that a commodity and like 
people that do that professionally, like James, honestly, like I, he should, (laughs) you know, like I would love like someone else to pay him, but it's, you know, it's a tough, it's a tough line to walk. So I'm curious to see like how it turns out with viewership and, and how it goes here. And then we're all learning as we go. Right. So like, right. No, that reading it as a package was probably a good move too, because they're they're packaging it with nationals. Mm -hmm. Um, masters nationals a record breaker and then there's a couple pro weight classes so it's like there's the one in october and then two i think they're both in december or one in november one in december so you can get them all together which i think is a a, yeah smart move it's like 45 bucks for all three yeah 45 bucks to watch nationals two days uh america's strongest masters and the record breaker so that's two more days and then asm as well i believe so Mm -hmm. i'm glad you guys brought that up another thing i thought that was like interesting that you guys just mentioned i think it's a good point is strong live streams are so new to strongman Mm -hmm. that there's real no data to to follow we have no idea what to charge yeah yeah like you really don't everything right now is just so introductory where it's like you could get 50 buys or 1500 buys. You have no idea. And it's yeah. so up in the air. So um, I'm glad people are trying it. And I know James will be very relieved because I know Dante can relate right now because we've gotten into live streaming, starting to live stream our events and we've gotten to do a couple and it is a full-time job. It is. Even commentating is a full-time job. Like, it Yeah, is- we, were, we were commentating and like editing and, Josh was doing like behind the scenes stuff. So it was yeah, it was, it's just, it was it was it's a lot of fun, but it's it's a it lot is, to do. Every, yeah, it's I mean, a lot to do everything. So yeah, and, and James had us kind of like updating like the the things that show yeah. on the thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on behind the scenes, and I think like I was when just like I don't know how anybody does this. Stream like. <laughs> for um the women's the ASW mm-hmm. weight class women uh recently, and I think it was the the. What we and men there was men's and women's together. I don't remember which way classes they put together. Um, and they were like experimenting with getting donations for the live feed, and that didn't necessarily go very well. So yeah. like, it's just, like we're everybody's just kind of figuring it out. And I think in this in the sport too, like I kind of relate it to things like programming. Like when we got into it ten plus years ago, like nobody was paying for programming. Like the yeah. idea that you would have a coach that wasn't like physically watching you lift oh, was yeah. wild. So you're like, yeah. like saying like, we're going to charge 50 bucks for programming. People were like, Whoa, settle down. And like, yeah. now people but... are charging hundreds of dollars a month for that. So I think like, it's just going to, as that ha- industry has grown, like the streaming and commentating yeah. is going to grow with the sport experimentation, too and... you know, like coming up with these events for your shows that you think are just going to crush. And you're like, Oh, it was horrible idea. <laughs> yeah we're all figuring it out <laughs> no for sure it's funny like i'm not calling you guys old just being in <laughs> strongman you mentioned 10 years in strongman that is literally like that's a really 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 long time in this sport because so many people come and go and you guys probably it's probably why you're so passionate about it but you've seen so much change in 10 years i'm sure that uh-huh. you can it's funny how new online programming is like you just mentioned. Like it's crazy because it's taken over. It's mm-hmm. literally the what I would say it's over 99% of coaching now in strongman, right? And powerlifting. Yeah. It's I mean, going to a gym, it's very rare to see someone that isn't like on their train heroic app or whatever, you know, quick coach, whatever. Yeah. And just like, hey, yeah, so and so from wherever's coaching me. And you yeah, know. I mean I mean, just the I mean you know, the, the contrast between 10 years ago and now, just in terms of there being equipment 
for people to train on, you know, I mean, it's a good point ago. It was, if you could get your hands on stuff, it was, and we still have some of that crap too. It's just like homemade stuff. Yeah. That, that and now you can just go on rogue and order like a whole strong <laughs> gym, you know? It's yeah, like, no, it's crazy. And it's, and it's, it's so crazy how accessible it is for, to compete as well, where, you know, I've heard people talk about just, you know, over five years ago, you know, a local show for you was six hours away. You're like, mm-hmm. oh man, this show's close. Yeah. And now it's like people are like, oh man, I have to drive an hour to a show. It's like you should. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so thankful, you know that. Yeah, we we were always really lucky in that respect because there was a pretty good community in this area. Yeah, Southeast um, PA has Southeast always PA. like Central and Southeast PA has always yeah. been like a yeah. pretty big hub. I mean, for you know, and Jersey is really we've been big a, in we've Maryland. been around for a long time, but you know, guys like Kyle Bixler have been around even longer. Like John Ward, so, down, John, down, yeah. down in Maryland. Like, there's people that have been at this. Yeah, you look at times as long look, as us. Yeah, you look at Bixler and all his shows now are Delaware strongest 15, 16, yeah. PA. That's yeah. like crazy you know to really think about the grand scheme of things how insane that is to be running a show for 15 straight i think this past year he ran his 100th show so it's wow (laughs) yeah i'm like i've done i think i'm at like 12 i'm like oh man i got a long i got a long way (laughs) youtubers youtubers get those plaques for like a million subscribers bixler should get a plaque from dion for 100 (laughs) shows like a golden plaque that's that's so impressive um in the other the other thing, in addition to the live stream, that's a change this year, and I'm curious your guys' thoughts on it, was the breakdowns of the sessions changed. And we did talk to James about it, if if, if people didn't hear that episode uh, a couple weeks ago. But um, so before, it was really just women, men, right? Um, I believe, am I misremembering this, or was last year women, women were in the morning, right? Yeah, they, were... they flipped it back and forth a couple times. I think they had yeah. originally said in the afternoon, or that might have been the year before. I don't remember. Somewhat recently, they flipped together. it. They're all bunny together. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, but last year we did end up doing women in the morning and men. Yeah, in the evening, okay. Which is pretty standard, like. Yeah, and and so, uh, this year the AM session will be the 120, 140, and 160 women. So mm-hmm. three of the five classes and then the men's 265 and open. So two of the five classes to get five out of the 10 for the morning. And then the other ones will split. Yeah. I kind of love it. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of like that they're mixing it. I, I think it makes, I think it makes a lot of sense because if you look at yep. the classes, just legit, I mean, you guys know as much as anyone when you're running a show and you guys are on probably one of the coolest shows I've never been to is beer muscles. <laughs> we can kind of talk about that too, but, um, um, but you, you look at logistics, right? Like yeah. how are we, how's it, if you're a promoter that truthfully cares and you want the show to run smooth and well, you look at, Hey, How's this going to flow with this and this? And you try to kind of piece that puzzle together. And I kind of like this because before it was always just like, Hey, women here, men here. And I, if you look at the roster, 231 men and super heavyweight men are by far the biggest classes. Mm -hmm. They're they're enormous this year. I don't know if you guys have seen the number. We did. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're, I I think this nationals for strongman corp is going to be the biggest one in a, the one that I did in so twenty twenty one, I think there was like I think there was eighty guys in open men yeah. so that and that's the biggest men's class that I've seen. Yeah, um, we were we were there as lightweight well. women. So that was another like that that year was also really big. Yeah. Um, but and, I think and, that 
one was too big because it, it, the qualifications were weird because it was after the COVID year. So there were more qualification places available than normal because it was like the people from 2019 and 2020 because things got canceled. So there was like almost three years worth of qualifying athletes um, that I think, because typically, I think this year's is like more typical of a normal year. Yeah. We're kind of, we're kind of like three years worth of nationals smushed into one. Yeah. Yeah. I love that they're balancing it out that way. And and I mean, not, not only just from a balance and an ease of running the competition perspective, but also just from a, you know, everybody getting to see a, bro- a broad range of athletes all at the same time too, because right. if, if you're there on women's time, you miss the guys. And if you're on the guy's time, you miss the women's time. So it gets everybody a chance to kind of see a broad, broad spectrum of athletes at the same time, which I think right. is cool. I think there's also a distinct change in air density and smell from the morning <laughs> to afternoon you gotta balance out you gotta balance out that men's bathroom yeah and it, it is Honestly, a, like God. and just and the general like it sounds kind of weird to say but like the the vibes in the building in the switch between the morning session and the yeah. afternoon session when it goes from women to men it is just like a it's, complete it's like two it different is. competitions and i think that there's going to be a lot more balance mixing them together and yeah, just hopefully. logistically like when i run a show I don't put the groups together until after registration ends. And then I look at how many people are in each group and the two, the ways that I pair them up are to make sure that the groups are all, we run four groups at beer muscles and I want to make sure the groups are all roughly the same size and lifting similar weights. So there's fewer weight changes to do. Um, It's easier on the judges. It's easier on the volunteers. And then everyone's going to be running like each. So we're running four events simultaneously. And I want to make sure all those events kind of wrap around the same time. And if you have 40 people in one group and 15 in another, that doesn't work out very well. So I think that's separating things in a way that like you have an equal number of people versus just arbitrarily, you know, yeah. like gender is not a divider for logistical yeah. purposes. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there's inherently right now where the sport is, there's, there's more men than women that, that are signing up for these just, you know, for whatever reason that is, it's just the participation is there's more men in it. So, you know, the AM said, if the AM session was women, it would go a lot faster than the PM session. So it's a nice, I think it's a good idea logistically to look at it. Um, I think also the, the nationals you're talking about in Roanoke, I believe is the one you're talking about. That was before they had, that was when they still had like subclasses too. Mm -hmm. So the classes were goofy where like, 300 men were kind of their own class but like we're also still just super heavy yeah and so the weights are the same so you have to keep them together and now like i'm glad that subclasses are gone yeah i think way more clear without them everybody let's be honest everybody's gonna miss those two 165 guys (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i I wanted the i wanted the trip in real quick just just real quick i'm just a little bias that i liked afternoon session just based off of last year because i remember i'm not trying to blame you know the, the first group's usually the one that goes and they don't have the idea so but the thing i'm trying to talk to you is like the floor from last year like everyone struggled on the first group yeah so maybe going in the afternoon which i'm going in the afternoon again i'll be able to watch at the beginning and kind of like take notes saying like oh this didn't work here maybe i can adapt to here so definitely uh, yeah that's, that's definitely an advantage definitely a tactical advantage there I for think, sure i think if you're talking about and it's something I want to get into. We'll, we'll come back to it, but that's definitely a tip I have for people having competed at nationals multiple times is learn from the other classes. Like, yeah, 
yeah, it sucks for my wife who did was a lightweight woman in the morning because no one was taking their shoes off yet, but I was able to adapt and almost everyone was and, you know, do what you were talking about Dante. So that's definitely a tip is pay attention because there's little things you may, that may just click and make sense. Right. Yeah. And at like a a local show, it may not make that big of a difference, but at something like nationals where you're going to have people that are pretty close in ability levels. Like if you can get an advantage, yeah, that's if you can get an extra rep or like shave a second off your time, like that could make a big difference. So it's worth paying attention to what's going on. I know everybody always wants to warm up for three hours before they're going (laughs) to, they should really stop and watch the other people compete. um, Yeah. What's going on. Yeah. Definitely. I, if, if you're listening to this and it's your first nationals or, you know, someone's their first nationals, Biggest advice I can give to you is to soak it all in and, and, uh, you'll learn a lot. Mm-hmm. My first nationals, I learned so much. I got to watch guys that were better than me and they have done it two, three, four, five nationals and how they carried themselves, how they warmed up, how they waited between events. Like you will learn a lot. You know, don't put that pressure on yourself to how you're going to finish. I mean, finish the best you're going to, but yeah. like, Treat it as an experience too. And I think you will come out of it. If you go with a positive attitude and, and like a sponge mentality, you will learn a ton. Thank you. Huge learning opportunity. Yeah. I think like just uh, watch like, like watching Andrew Hanus my first time and Cody <laughs> Abel, like, you know, like it's like, I, I, one I always talk about is I, I got paired next to Andrew in the throw bags my first ever nationals, second ever event, or third ever event. And if you know, Andrew, he's amazing yeah. athlete, but he's all he, right at that. Yeah. He's be- <laughs> probably top two in the world in throwing bags. So yeah. I'm next to it. I'm just getting crushed, but I can go back and I can watch him and see, wow, man, like he has all five of these over before I even touch my second bag. Uh, he's freakish like, at, yeah. at that bag medley. I don't know. He did, he just did that USS open show where he yeah. did. Mm-hmm. He did the open weights in 14 seconds. Yeah, he won the heavyweight weights. <laughs> and he is heavier now, but like, you know, 200 something pounds, not sure. over 300. So yeah, it's, but yeah, that's, that's definitely my biggest advice is be a sponge. Yeah, yeah sit back National. and watch and, and just don't like, don't be so concerned about overwarming yourself up or, you know, like you see people that are going to go into a max event, you know, where they, they have three attempts at a max lift and they do 12 warm up reps and you're like, mm-hmm. oh my God what are you doing what's it yeah it's like it's also that like keep it simple Mm -hmm. and um don't do something this is kind of contradictory what i was just saying but don't do something just because you see someone else doing it in in regards to warm-ups and stuff because you've trained for nationals you know if you're doing nationals this upcoming weekend you've trained for six eight ten weeks twelve weeks whatever you've trained and you know what you're capable of and you know the events. They're not a surprise to you. So, you know, do what you've been doing and then learn from people and make the adjustments in the off season or before your next show. You know, five minutes before your event isn't the time to try a new thing just because so-and-so's doing it. You know what I mean? No, and I think that like our general advice for anyone competing, whether it's at nationals or just in general, is not to try anything new on comp day. So like, no new food. Don't try new pre-workout. Don't try new techniques. Like do you've been training for however many weeks or months and 
that's gotten you this far. And like, there's definitely going to be room to improve. There always is, but now is not the time for that. Like now you have to like, just get into comp mode and do the things that, you know, work for you or have worked for you to this point, trust your coach, trust your training and trust yourself to do, you know, don't overdo it and just plan, execute. And then you can always make adjustments for next time, but making those adjustments on the fly and is not usually like these last man, like these last man standing events too, is another instance where you see people that just take every weight. They start way too light. Yep. And they- you'll see, I'm sure, yeah, like you'll hear our voices just get sad on the on the live stream. Oh, oh this guy's on his eighth deadlift. Like, imagine if he just come in heavier. You know, it's yeah. Sometimes, had- I mean, sometimes you get you end up surprising yourself, and that's yeah. a great thing. But yeah, but like I, we generally recommend like three to maybe four attempts yeah, on something like sure. that like deadlift, especially because you can skip attempts. Um, people routinely break world records in powerlifting and Olympic lifting with three event with three attempts. So, right. And yeah, you know, and, it, and like I was saying, you, you know, these events aren't a surprise. So you should have a ballpark of what you're capable of, right? Like, you're not going to come and deadlift 1300 pounds on this trap bar. If you, the best you pulled in training was 715. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Like you have a good idea. Adrenaline's helpful, but it's not. Yeah. that helpful. <laughs> no, you'll get that five percent, you know, whatever bump that you sometimes get from competing and having the adrenaline and stuff like that. But no, it is it is crazy what like psychologically can happen to an athlete at a comp where you get very like tunnel vision and your brain just kind of gets loopy mm-hmm. and you know, in hindsight, you're like, why did I do that? I mean, I, I know it's happened to me, right? Like oh, everybody's sure done. All, all four of us, I'm sure it's happened to where it's like, you look back and you're like, why would I ever do that? <laughs> like, why did I eat like a mustard sandwich? Like, and I've never, I don't even like mustard, you know, like, <laughs> it's like, cause I saw someone else, you know, like, yeah. Keep it yeah. simple, you know. Yeah, you have to be a sponge, but you also have to be a discerning sponge to a certain degree. You know, you yeah, to- yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think like, especially doing different equipment, like transitioning from a high school trap bar that we've been using to a Kabuki trap bar might kind of be psychologically affecting some athletes too, but you gotta, sure. but you gotta like, that's what the warm ups for. You feel it up like, Oh, this felt yeah. different when I did the training. So yes, yeah, so that's sort of like the experience of doing like my third nationals come into play where I'm just not going to freak out over different equipment. Yeah. Remember the, yeah. fir- the, fir- the first nationals, it was like a rogue log and I was training on a oh, pit bull. Yeah. And it we was like, zeroed it, it. it threw me off, threw me through a window. <laughs> And that's where you see a lot of experience come into play too. Even um, like the, I remember specifically at the, uh, at the WUS that was the world ultimate strongman. I thought that mm-hmm. they had a women's show a couple years ago and the women, the first time that they touched the log was when they said three, two, one, go, they didn't get to warm up on it. And it was like wrapped weird in the middle with rope. So it like, it was just like a super weird implement. And you can see the difference between like women that are competing at that level that are like, you know, this is like 10 of the top oh, of the yeah. world and they adapted so quickly to it yeah. versus like you get thrown in, you know, to yeah. nationals and like, it's, it's, yeah, it's you, you see a lot of that experience and like What's... what athletes are able to calm themselves down and be like, I know how to do this. It's going to be fine. It's a little different. And what athletes are like, Oh shit, I've never touched this before. I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, you What's... have to like, like limit that, that panic. Um, and remembering too, that like strongman as a sport is so much of it is just like show up and lift. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, we're very, like, like we were talking about earlier, like a lot of our equipment when we started was homemade. Um, 
I like the first time I touched a keg was at my first competition when I had to yeah. carry it, which they did not announce until we got there. And then we're like, by <laughs> the way, we're not doing stones. We're doing a keg carry. And I was like, I've never even picked one of those up. Yeah, and like, did. that's yeah. the kind of thing that used to happen. And so the fact that we have access to this equipment now, I'm like, oh, these spoiled kids <laughs> and yeah. all their fancy and yeah. knowing like the dimensions of the things and being able to go buy it. I think and... there was a there was a show that Katie did years ago at Col I think it was at Coliseum where they showed up and they were like, you're going to deadlift the shed. Really? Okay. <laughs> and then it started raining and the shed just got saturated with water. So it just got heavier and heavier and heavier as the day went on. So how can you prepare for that? You know, and right. now we get people coming into our gym or our, our previous gym. Um, now that bring tape measures and measure all the shit and they're just like yep. right first down here. It's like, oh my God, dude, just I'm I <laughs> want to the fine line between being prepared and being <laughs> if you want to that calibrated, go to Olympic lifting. Like 100 percent <laughs> You know, that's one thing I, that's one thing I've always thought was cool about strongman is the adaptability aspect mm -hmm. where you have to sometimes like, I, I'm a huge advocate. I think athletes should always have time to warm up. You know, mm -hmm. it's not going to be an optimal exactly one hour or whatever, yeah. but I do think like, just as the sport grows, you should be able to warm up, but stuff is going to change and stuff's going to be awkward. And I'm sure you guys beat your head off a wall. Cause I know I do. Um, when you promote a show is exactly what you guys just said. Like, they want people begging for the exact measurements, the exact levers, the exact. And I'm like, man, it's a Viking press. Like it's a frame. It's a, you know, it, I do like that of, in some aspect to keep strongman weird. And, and yeah, and, mm -hmm. yeah it takes a lot of the, it takes, it just takes kind of takes some of the fun out of it for me. You know what I mean? It's like, if you know exactly every, every little thing, it's like, I love that little element of like, you know, we, when we did Halloween that year, they were like, we're going to press a motorcycle. And right. like, yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't, I didn't DM the, I didn't DM the Mauser and be like, Hey, what yeah. brand motorcycle? <laughs> and I was like, it's going to be a motorcycle. Right? And it ended up being a dirt bike with a sandbag tape to it. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I was, it, getting, it, I was getting ready to do that. And that guy pressed it and split his nose open across it. And I was like, I don't want to, I don't really don't want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I think to bring it back to like the theme of nationals that we attempted to talk about, um, that <laughs> like there, there, I appreciate the introduction of new stuff. Like, I think some people are freaking out a little bit about the yoke wheelbarrow thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's going to be cool, like, yeah. or it potentially could be terrible, who knows? But it's, I think it's, it's to be able to like, keep pushing the sport, yeah, forward and like thinking up new things and equipment and ways to, to challenge the athletes. Um, physically and mentally too. Like, I think part of the sport is being an adaptable athlete and like mm -hmm. the most successful athletes mentally are the ones that you can throw something at them and they'll adapt to it. And, <sighs> and that that's just as important as technical, technical abilities and strength. And yeah. I think that that's a, a cool part of the sport. And I would hate to lose that with. For sure. <laughs> no, some, and a couple things too, like, um, you know, it's, it stinks for the athletes that haven't, they haven't even seen what it looks like, but it's like that for everyone. Yeah. So you, even playing field, yeah. you know, it's a yoke and you know, it's a wheelbarrow. James described his vision for it. So, um, as long as they have it there in like rules meeting or, you know, for the warm ups, I think it's all fair game, you yeah. know, whatever. Um, but also just one last thing on what we were talking about with, nationals like some advice it's easy to say you know just focus but your first nationals i i think i think the mental aspect of like still remembering to focus because it is a lot 
I guess is what I'm trying to say. Cause you'll get to a show if it's your first time there and it's the first time you're ever going to be at a arena with kind of more of a big feel. And there's going to be 300, 300 other people like you. So it's a lot. So just try to remember your, your routines and stuff like that. Cause it, it, it's, I want to, I'm trying to reflect on myself cause it's easier said than done. Cause my first year there, and I know Dante's first year, cause we went together we were like kids in a candy shop, like, oh, looking at here and here. You know, and it's, it, it was really difficult our first yeah. time. Yeah. And I, f- I feel like, you know, keep keeping in mind, you know, that, the, the, you know, not not to put my my perception of how you should look at a competition or nationals or anything, but just like have fun because the stakes are really low. <laughs> yeah, right. Really, they feel really they high. They feel really high at the time, but ultimately we're all doing this weird dumb sport that you really don't make a whole lot of money doing and you get like crappy homemade medals and stuff. And so yeah. like take all that stuff into perspective. Not that people shouldn't train to excel and do well at nationals and all that. That, that stuff's all great. But at the end of the day, like, you know, nobody's going to die because (laughs) why we're all doing it, which is the community and fun and to challenge ourselves and to do that. And like, if you're, if your best also is first place, that's awesome. But if your best is to show up and like not zero for the first time and have a good attitude and attitude and meet some people and get a good experience and learn things like you're getting just as much, if not more out of it than the person that shows up and wins. Yeah, for sure. Win or lose, we're all going to be at work on Monday. My, my Monday following, I got 15th in my first nationals. and I won my second nationals. My Monday at work was the exact same. Both times. <laughs> That's a great perspective, you know? Um, but, but let's talk about the events a little bit sure. and, and kind of what you guys are looking forward to seeing. Um, maybe, uh, just, just kind of anything that you, you think like real quick day one, um, sandbag toss for max weight, which I love it. Not being an overhead as the first one. Like, I think that's cool. It's a different event first. Cause it's always overhead first. So that's yeah. cool. Um, it, so the first day is sandbag toss for max, uh, weight overbar log clean and press for reps. And it's that Trump one and Atlas stone medley. That's day one. Yeah. Uh, what do you what do you guys think and, and what are you excited for every you know just talk about day one kind of yeah i think we're gonna see some big sandbag tosses because yeah. typically that's an event that comes up later and as a promoter you'll often use it as kind of like an opportunity for your your muscles to like chill for for a minute where oh, you're for like sure. such heavy loads and then the sandbag like is challenging but in a very different way so to see that first i think you're going to see it like with people with high adrenaline and low fatigue so potentially we could see some really big sandbag tosses, which would be fun. Um, yeah, I, I like that. I like that format a lot better than the five, four or five bags over too, because that's always just over. So, you know, it's so quick. Yeah. Um, and it has more kind of like a highland game. Unless you're so. me and you throw your fourth bag over and over and keep missing. And then yeah. it pulls <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I, I just, I'm so like, I'm so envious and just perplexed when I see some of the weights that these guys are throwing in the videos leading up. And I, I don't know what the heaviest bag we're going to see is, but if I'm judging off Instagram videos, which usually isn't the best way to judge, but sometimes <laughs> can be, um, I, I just, it's, it's mind numbing to see the weights that people are throwing over these for the big guys, 16 feet. That's great. Yeah. It's an interesting event to, for us, like to watch as technical coaches and commentators, because you see some people with like beautiful technical textbook form that are still not moving a ton of weight mm. and people that are just grabbing it and chucking it 
that yeah. are crushing weights. And it's, it's such a, like some people's bodies just seem to understand the movement and do it really well yeah. and come to them naturally. And like, I love throwing sandbags. I'm like mediocre at it, but I had to work really hard on the technique and spend a lot of time with it to get it to that point. And I'm still like very average where yeah. like there are people that just like come in the gym and they're like, like this. I'm like, Oh yeah, like that, it's so I guess. <laughs> no, it's so frustrating. You never know what you're going to see on that event. Yeah, I think so it'll be a fun one to start on. I'm definitely looking forward to that. I get kind of not, not that there should never be max events. Um, I, I get kind of, I zone out a little bit when it comes to like, which is great but... when you're commentating. <laughs> <laughs> so the no, deadlift, you... I'm sure it'll be exciting, but at the same time, I'm kind of, yeah. No, one thing I really do like about max events at nationals and something I think that's cool is that we have it on day one and day two is everyone's out there. Right. And everyone's got their own lane. So there's going to be four lanes or no, how many for the I max? Think, I think it changed. I think he said it was going to change. Yeah. How do you remember how many he said Dante? Was it six? Six lanes for the max six. event? Yeah, I think six on some and four on others. I, six. I right. think it was. I think it's going to be six lanes for the trap bar and the sandbag toss, and then four for the others. Yeah. But 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 my my point is, what I really like about the max events is everyone's out there, right, in their respective lane, and then you just see it thin and thin and thin yeah, as yeah. the weight goes up, and then like you know you you look and there's three guys on this one and two girls on this one, and it's really cool to just kind of see it start with everyone and just kind of like. Like Squid yeah. Game style. <laughs> last yeah, it year. is, yeah. and you're right. So it's it's gonna be six lanes um, on the the sandbag. So there's gonna be yeah all kinds of stuff going on. That's, yeah, it's really, that's it's gonna be really hard cool. work for you guys. Oh yeah, that's yeah, gonna be great. <laughs> I'm trying to keep them who's throwing. Four and, eyes, four like, eyes, and give us grace on this yeah, one. Yeah, that's like <laughs> for event one too. Like I don't know any of these people's names yet. I don't recognize them yet. So it's gonna be yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, From our perspective, no, I, I, I do. The, that's the aspect of the max events that I do like is when it gets down to those last like four or five people in each lane. That's when it gets like super exciting. And they tell you to clear the floor as an athlete, but everyone's like peeking around the yeah. curtain. <laughs> it's like, always so funny. Is everyone's on? peeking around so. the thing? Yeah, no, I I have no idea what to expect as the heaviest bag, but I know it's going to be super impressive. Like as a spectator this year, I know that's one event that I'm like super looking forward to so yeah, yeah it's one. cool it's, it's like i said too it's kind of a throwback to like highland like highland games like wait for height you know that yeah kind of, yeah so that's that's for sure bring that into it and uh and day two we kind of mentioned it but they have the max trap bar i think it's super cool i think that's a unique deadlift on like a super nice piece of equipment like kabuki i think kind of tends to overbuild everything in a really good way and um so i think that's really cool that they're doing the max on that um and the yoke wheelbarrow race that we kind of mentioned in the power stairs that's day two um i think we'll definitely see deadlifts over a thousand on the trap bar for sure Uh, yeah yeah we were we were actually just checking out the trap bar i think a little sad for the women particularly the smaller women on the trap bar because they got the wide one mm-hmm. and I just, as a lightweight woman that is what crushes me on anything yeah. anything side handle is when the handles are real far apart so i think that like taller athletes and longer arm athletes are going to have a, a significant advantage on For that sure. um i think like even as a smaller guy like a really wide frame can like throw me off sometimes in a carry event. So that's a really it's good hard. Point. The pick just gets so difficult. And yeah. This is, it's just, 
I got these little little cabbage patch doll arms that don't reach out. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I think overall though this year, and I'm curious your guys' thoughts. Like, I do like the event selection, and I think it's super. I think it's super creative and kind of out of the norm within reason. Um, like they're still kind of blue blood events. Mm -hmm. Um, but but they're they're kind of all combined and make for a really interesting show. It's a very, it's very well-rounded this year. I it, like yeah. it. I, I like it a lot. Mix. It's got that, that good mix of static strength and dynamic, you know, yeah. a lot of, a lot of athleticism involved when you talk about power stairs, a yoke mm-hmm. to wheelbarrow medley, um, um, uh, throwing, uh, multiple bags, but also in an Atlas stone medley with four stones, but also, you know, the logs heavy, yeah. the Trump logs heavy, a max deadlift. Um, yoke's gonna be, you know, still, uh, yeah. you know. So I, I do think you guys are right with it's a, a good, um, uh, balance. I feel bad for volunteers for power stairs and uh some stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, Enjoy- yeah. I love watching but, power stairs though. I, yeah, I think that sure. that's always a fun event to end on because of the head to head nature of it and it's exciting and seeing people like race is yeah. cool. Like that's, it's a, it's just, it's a good finishing event. Uh, so I, I like it. It's yeah, a good, sometimes I think right. you get stuck with events that aren't very fun to watch. Um, and then keeping in mind that for nationals, like we talked about earlier, a lot of the people that are going to be watching are potentially like friends and family members who don't know anything about the sport. And they're like, what the heck is this? And it's easier to relate to it when it's, visually appealing and interesting and yeah. like i always say that about like truck pulls and stuff like everyone that's pulled a truck is like it's not actually like a pickup truck is not that hard to pull but it yeah. looks really cool so and it's relatable right like you can be like that is a truck and like people understand what's happening so i think yeah. this year too the event selection is very visually appealing and will yeah. be appealing to people that don't necessarily lift yeah. themselves or know a lot about the sport right um and I was just looking with the pay-per-view, not to just go completely off topic, but it is uh to they do have a special link that we will post for it, maybe including here, Dante, but mm-hmm. um it's adlpro.live slash sc for strongman corporation. And it's just 20 bucks for two full days, four total sessions. So that's kind of cool. Um and it is uh, like Brian and Katie, it's a professional live stream. So, you know, it is going to be a little bit higher quality if you watch last year on the YouTube. Um, so, I mean, so, you do yeah. get us. No, yeah. No. And, and you so get the that might be a, a high sell or not a reason <laughs> yeah. to spend $20. No, it'll be really good. What else? Like, is there anything that you guys kind of are looking forward to or, uh, you know, just overall excitement of getting that job as like the as the announcers for it? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's a really good opportunity for us to kind of mix with everybody. I mean, there, I was, we were talking about it earlier and I was looking through the roster. There's a lot of names I don't know this year. Um, mm-hmm. so getting to see like so many newer athletes and just be like, oh, okay, I see, I see what this person's about or that person. Um, for, for me, that's, that's the coolest part is to see people that are coming into the sport doing their first nationals. And, you know, I'm not sure yeah. how you. Yeah, no, I think it's, it, I'm excited with how many new people there are. Uh, and I felt last year very engaged in the whole weekend, uh, which was 
exhausting because it's a lot to sit and commentate <laughs> eight straight hours for two days. Um, okay. But to be able to like, like I felt like getting to know everybody over the weekend was yeah. really fun. And like, we made some really good connections with people and got to know people. And, and any, any chance I think that either of us get to make the sport like more approachable and, you know, that we'll, we'll always take it, you know, just and making the it sport in a good way. Like I was so excited the first time that I went and, you know, my family can't, couldn't go or watch and being able to provide that experience for other people's friends and families, I think it's just like a really, like, I feel very lucky that we're able to do that. And it's like important yeah. to me that we provide a good experience yeah. for them yeah. and their families. Cause it's like, it's a big moment. It's cool. It's yeah. fun. Like it's, it's definitely, if you see, so if you're listening and you're competing and you see the feelies and they're not like overly busy, just introduce <laughs> yourself, say, Hey, I'm so-and-so I'm competing and you know, it'll help them out and you guys will get, you know, Make yeah, it please say hi and tell us if we're butchering names yeah. and <clears throat> stuff up. And uh, like last year, we really enjoyed um, being able to, with the exception of one jerk on the comments, <laughs> on the on the uh, the chat on the uh, chat that we had YouTube. to block. Yeah. Uh, everybody else was great, and I think we're gonna set up some some version of that um, probably on yeah. Facebook so that people can like chime in and ask us that's questions. a great let idea us know if we're yeah. screwing things up and yeah because that's the one that's the one unfortunate thing about doing not doing it on YouTube is you don't have that built-in like feedback yeah mechanism. it's almost yeah, like a can, like, see the comments if we log in separately I think yeah. um but I I we want people to interact with it right like, that was one of the other parts that we really liked was interacting with people that weren't physically there so definitely like if you're listening to this and you plan on watching nationals, like please do. And like, know that we are like, we're reading your comments, we're taking it in. And like, we want to hear from you and interact with you. Cause yeah, that's like, a, it's that's a small a fun community. Idea. So like we, we want to take advantage of that. Yeah. Right. It's almost like a built-in volunteer when you have that comments, comment section. Cause like, I know just Dante and I doing shows like butchering someone's name or like if, when we face a certain direction, they don't hear us well. So like, it's that constructive criticism you get back from the chat yeah. too. Yeah. So like we want to hear that idea. stuff for sure. Yeah. We yeah. had, I think it was last year. We had somebody too on the chat that was like, I think that bar's misloaded. Yeah. Someone, yeah. Wow. Someone caught a misloaded bar. It was great. Yeah, we wow. Like, that's please let us know. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah. I totally forgot. Yeah. And it's like, that's the difference between watching something like Strongman that's so relatively small and watching like the NFL, which is super impersonal. Like we yes. do have that opportunity to interact and it's, it's a good. In that respect, we're lucky as a sport. Yeah. yeah. It's a fun and cool thing to do. And we're excited to do it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, just wrapping up, but you guys have been involved in strongman. Like we talked about for so long, coaching, competing, um, having a gym, what are, do you guys have, and Dante, I want your perspective on this too, because this is going to be your third nationals. So we'll go with the feelies first, but do you guys have any other tips for people? I mean, we, we kind of got into it earlier, but is there any other tips that if this is so-and-so doing their first ever nationals, would you have anything else that we didn't talk about for a tip for them? We did talk about a lot of it, but yeah, I mean, we, did, we did go through a lot. I mean, I think, I think that what you said is super valid. Um, if you get a chance to see an event before you do it, take it. Um, try not to overwarm yourself up, make a list of all the stuff that you need to take with you at least like a few days before you leave. So you don't forget anything. That's that, your equipment in your carry on. Yeah. Okay. Look, that. Uh, <laughs> let's actually stop for a second. Cause what Brian said is, is huge because 
it, it's crazy. We are like prima donnas with like strongman equipment. Everyone's got wraps. I, I, I was talking to someone yesterday. I have four different pairs of shoes for whatever I'm doing in strongman. So like going, go to wherever you're collecting your stuff from and go through every single event. If you go to strongman nationals on Instagram, they have the itinerary. So walk through your weight class itinerary and say, what exactly am I going to use for this from warm ups to the, when you're done with the event and make sure you have every single thing in your bag. That was a great piece of advice, honestly. Yeah. And Lisa, and put and, like put the stuff that is super specific to you in your carry-on if you're flying. Yes. Because there's some stuff that you can borrow and replace, and there's some stuff that you cannot replace. Yeah. And like the stuff that you need, like don't worry about chalk and that kind of stuff, or even like to be honest, like a belt or stra- like but like your shoes, your sleeves, like things that are very personal. Yeah. Like yeah. put them in and put them in your carry-on. Yeah. Um, actually, I, I did a pretty lengthy post. Um, it's, that's on the power plant website. We can send you a link for it. That's a strongman packing list. That's it's a printable list. Oh, uh, I've, I've actually seen that. Yeah. Before. And I included like considerations for if you're flying considerations for if it's raining. So that's that's it. like, it's a good resource. If you're just like, I, I, when we travel anywhere, I always look for like packing lists for whatever country we're going to. Cause mm-hmm. there's just stuff that you might, you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. Like I, that's a thing I just have at the gym that I forgot about. There's an extensive list on, on the, the power plant site. Think, think about the floor. I mean, the floor is always a, <laughs> a consideration. <laughs> right, yeah. We know it's going to be a slippery floor, right? Yeah. We were yeah, there right. last, last year. Super yeah. slippery. Prepare for that. hundred yeah. percent. No, it, uh, it's funny. My wife sent me, you know, like in like Snapchat, like your memories come back or Facebook, whatever. And we had the, our like uh buggy that we packed from last year. And it's, it looks so silly to bring so much, but we were so prepared. It, it's, yeah. it's funny, you know, better to be over-prepared than. I don't know. think I've ever been to a nationals where I didn't see at least one person borrowing something from somebody. Yeah. yeah. Right. So don't be, don't, you know, you use all this stuff in training and you train for all these events, you know, it would really stink to like, you know, lesser your performance because you forgot, just forgot something, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. no, that packing list is a great idea. I, I'm going to post that from our page, like on like Thursday or Wednesday or Thursday this week. Cause that's yeah. a really cool idea, you know, before people are traveling out Tuesday or Wednesday, yeah. you know, just make sure you got all your nutrition that you need, you know, snacks between events are really important. Don't, don't go experimenting, like go to the yeah. stand and buy a freaking hot dog before. or like a Jack and Coke. <laughs> Not recommended. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait for like the banquet for that, right? Yeah. So yeah. Perfect place for that. Yeah. So. And I think in terms of like competing, that focusing on the event at hand and not what's coming next and not what already happened mm-hmm. is super important. And, and if you have questions, so like understanding like the volunteers are doing their best, the scorekeepers are doing their best, but there's also 300 people. So like, mm-hmm. are we going to miss something? Absolutely. Like right. we're going to miss stuff. So when you do that, like doing it in a way that is kind and respectful of the fact that we're all doing this, most of us for free and doing our best. And like, if you have a question about your score, if you have a question about reps, like, yeah, just just be respectful respectful. and wait for when, like, if we're, if someone is clearly in the middle of something, like chill for a minute and wait that like there's, we've been approached like both at our own shows and at nationals with people that like come storming at the table, like throw yeah. like waving their phones in our faces and being like, this is right. outrageous. And you're like, sometimes it's just a typo. Yeah. Like, yeah right. Don't freak out. There's... And like, or versus coming up calmly and being like, Hey, I looked at the score sheet. Yeah. Like you want to keep track and pay attention to what's going on. And if there's right. something like we're happy to fix it, but don't be a dick about it. Yeah. Right. There's right and wrong ways to approach it. Like make sure your stuff's right, but definitely approach it 
um, respectfully. Cause like you said, 300 athletes, everyone, I say this about every show, but everyone that's there is basically doing it for free. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, they're giving up their Friday, Saturday, Sunday, some of them Thursday traveling there to, so we can do this. Yeah. And we're, and getting worked up about it isn't going to help your performance either. So even if you only want to think about that in selfish terms and are like, screw these people putting it on, I don't care. Like you wasting your energy on that is just a poor use. And not only that, I mean, it's a, it's still a relatively small community. So I guarantee if you were a dick at nationals last year, when people see you this year, they're going to go that way. There's that. Yeah, There's yeah that. no, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Be That's nice. Have fun. Yeah. Pretty much Dante, just those two things. <laughs> Dante, is there anything we didn't mention from the, you know, three years straight? Is there anything that, uh, you know, maybe popped in your mind or did we kind of cover, we talked about a lot with tips. Those were some, those were yeah. some that we brought up. There's definitely a lot, a lot that I was going to say, but. I'll just piggybacking off of nutrition, especially for weight class athletes that make weight after rehydration. Make sure you have a plan. Like, you know, yeah. you're, if you're going to get an IV, if you're going to just drink water, you know, it might, I'm not going to be anyone's dietitian or anything, but it might not be the best idea to just gorge on donuts and fast food as soon as you're done, yeah. like weighing in Which after is- losing like 10, 15 pounds of water. But like I said, yeah. I'm not anyone's nutritionist, so I can't tell you what to do, but it might not be a good idea. Yeah. yeah and it- if you are doing a weight cut, be on time for the weigh-ins, like give yourself ample time to figure out. Cause the, like every convention center that we've been in has had like windy, crazy quarters that look different yep. from all the other windy, crazy quarters. And like, it's in these rooms that all look the same. So like, give yourself time knowing that you're going to be malnourished and dehydrated Angry. to like figure out where you need to go. Like, you don't want to be the person that's like rushing in with two minutes left for weigh-ins and then you miss weight. And then you got like, yeah. Just give yourself time, think about what you want to do and be there early. Yep. Um, and I think this year they're doing the weight heights uh, or the yoke heights this on the day one of lifting. Yep. Yeah. So that it's just weigh-ins at weigh-in time and then like come to the rules meeting. That's another good one too. And this, this goes again, I'm going to, I'm going to contradict myself earlier okay. about people measuring shit, but if you know the height of your yoke, because all yokes are not created equal um yes measure take a take a tape measure with you and just measure it i mean yep. that, that's the only time i'll say like you know measure anything and that's not yeah. that's that's almost like the opposite thing though right yeah. like we're in because you don't know the exact dimensions of the, yeah. the implement but correct you know yeah. your own like you should know your own you don't need to know the implement measurements but you need to know your own measurements yeah, yeah. So like and then you're not doing the like i'm picking it up i'm putting it down how heavy is it going to be how am i going to feel like <laughs> measure from the floor to the bottom of the height where, like, where are the same shoes it. And then you don't even have to worry about your shoes. Right, right. Awesome. 100%. 100%, <laughs> like I, yeah. I always carry a tape measure in my bag. Yeah, from the ground. For sure. For so sure. like from the ground to the bottom of the bar. And yeah, then you don't have that. to mess around with it. And it's just like one less thing to stress about. Last year of. at OSG, Lynn had us taking heights for the car yoke thing. And, and we had people coming back for hours. The same people. Oh, yeah. You're just like, dude. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And you know, a professional <laughs> athlete in particular that we won't name who must have taken his yoke height like no less than six yeah. times. Yeah. Really? We're That's like, dude, you've been doing this for 20 years. Like you're gonna That's be crazy. <laughs> uh no, yeah. It would just it would be so unfortunate, you know, to train for however long you train for and how serious you're taking nationals and screw up an event just because you just had your yoke too high. Like an yeah, and, and then high, check yeah. it when you walk on the floor. 
too. Yeah. Like that's something people that make mistakes too. People make like, again, like we're there's 300 people going through yeah. and we're going to make mistakes. So double check it. Don't be afraid to like raise your hand and be like, no, I'm not ready. Like that's why they ask if the athletes are ready. So like, yeah. you no, know, that's don't a, be an asshole, but stand up for yourself. For sure. For sure. You oh. know, it's, it's going to be a great experience for a lot of people that are listening. And I think that was a great, really, really good preview of nationals. Like I thought that was great points and everything. Um, I would like to add one more thing. Monty, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I believe that if I go through this nationals and I'm the only one again with one of the pieces of equipment that malfunctions, <laughs> that oh, someone, yeah. someone is trying to set me up. <laughs> That's I will say that. Great, I will say that. That's actually a great point. Yeah. Last year, uh, you know, 300 people did the, Sled, you had the like the, sled, the broke right the, the rope broke the, or the chain broke the chain yeah. just wasn't attached if you watch the live stream you can like see it slowly go off screen and that was it and you couldn't see like anyone messing with it or anything. Like it, must, it must have just like somehow some way the way it's set up and i picked it up must have just like slipped off yeah, it's like i was like the volunteers do their best to check the equipment yeah. but, like, if you can, like, eyeball it, make sure everything is like tight loaded set yeah. up properly like it doesn't hurt to take two seconds and then like shit's gonna happen like i think you handled that so well really did yeah it was that, yeah like, they're, sure. like yeah. really really handling it with grace and knowing like that sucked i mean yeah, yeah it's, it, it sucks but you didn't twice. freak out <laughs> no, like, they... like, if, like in my head and i contribute to my parents too because i don't like it when i freak out so i definitely learned right now but <laughs> just like in my head i know like freaking out wouldn't accomplish anything so yeah it's frustrating and stuff and like just just take your anger out on when you do it again yeah no i got, that's, a, I, I got a faster time anyways. It was yeah, a warm up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Brian did an event one time where he was doing a, an arm over arm truck pull and they had the brakes on and he oh, pulled for a full oh, minute. Yeah. And then they were like, Do Just, you want to do, do you want to do it again? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no. Yeah. Oh, particularly well because oh, that, pulling for a full minute on a truck with brakes on it. But like yeah. shit happens. It happens. Yeah. And it couldn't happen to a better person last year. I was proud of how Dante handled it. Like, I, uh, yes. yeah, like that's a good example of what to do. Lesser people could have Yeah. I specifically remember us talking about that afterwards and being like that dude just nutted. Yeah. That was awesome. That was great. And uh I, I just had one more thing pop into my head too as we were talking about preparedness for nationals for competitors is the rules meeting like mm -hmm don't be the person that complains that something happened or something wasn't like defined. If you had a question beforehand, because that is your time. Like there's so many athletes. And if you're all thinking something, I mean, trust me, there's going to be some bad questions. I hate to say oh, that, but there's going to be some <laughs> horrific questions. And they, I mean, being at the Arnold and nationals and I hear we've all heard horrible questions, but don't be the person to just not ask a question because it may be the thing that maybe they just haven't thought about that yet. Like, what are we going to do if this happens or, you know, X, Y, Z, this happened to you? because you guys have all been training the events. So maybe this happened to you in training and you're that one in a million that it happened to, and then it's going to happen again at nationals. So um, ask questions, have your phone um, and take notes. I always like taking, I mean, if you're old school and you want to take it pen and paper, do that. But I always, you know, I always have my notes app open and I little things, I jot them down. So that's a really good time to, to like ask the little questions. Yeah. For sure. it, yeah Cause if they don't define them, all bets can be off on game day, you know, where it's like, Hey, we're going with this way. And it may be the opposite way it should have gone, but whatever, you know? So that yeah. just came to my mind.
No, that's a good point. It's your chance. That's your, yep. that's your last chance. And if you they give you, yeah, they give you that hour, you know, take advantage of it. If you didn't get it squared away, then it's your fault. Yeah. But, um, um, yeah. we had talked a little bit. The last thing I want to talk about is, uh, you kind of hinted at a new platform that you guys were working on. Uh, and you said it had resources for strongman coaches, promoters, business owners, um, I know it's not out yet, but did you want to talk about that at all? Cause I think it sounds super interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So our, um, we owned power plant gym for eight years. Uh, we just sold it in September. Uh, so it is thriving, um, the same way it was before we sold it. And yeah, it was, it was our- not a, it was not a, I mean, it was sad and, and, and that we didn't, we don't get to own it anymore, but it was, but it was a very good transition. It was good for us personally. Um, the person that took it over couldn't have asked for a better, a better, uh, owner yeah. to carry it forward. And it gives us time now to work on well, our next, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> our next yeah, big yeah. project. Next thing. Uh, yeah. so I, we are launching a platform called strongman.training and the web address is literally strongman.training. Yep. Uh, and it's, I essentially geared towards coaches promoters and business owners in the strongman and strength sports realm. So what we found in the time that we've been doing this is there's a ton of resources for athletes. Um, and in, even just done like how to videos and how to prep for a show and how to do specific events, but not a lot of guidance or structure in terms of promoting in particular, there's just yeah. huge gaps and there's people that are doing huge. a great job and there's people that are doing a less great job. Um, and I think a lot of that comes down to just like information and mentorship. So one of the things that I really wanted to get into, uh, is more just like coaching coaches. So helping people that want to, that are got into strongman, like I want to coach, or I want to open a strongman gym, or I want to promote my first show and creating a place where we can provide resources from our experience. But I also, my greatest dream for it is to get other good coaches and promoters and business owners to contribute their experiences too, because yeah. I, you know, I have been doing this for 10 years, but people have been doing it for 20, 30 years. And yeah, there's a, there's a very common thread. I mean, not just in strongman, but across all strength sports where the, 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 the loudest voices are the most successful athletes, which yes. is not intrinsically linked to being a good coach, being a bad athlete, bad athlete is also not intrinsically linked to being a bad coach. So you can get both right. sides of that. Um, but when you do have a successful, successful athlete that, that, you know, may have been, you know, physically talented and, and just this stuff just comes naturally to them. They don't learn how to teach that stuff to other people. Yeah. Um, I would rather have the guy that was mediocre that had to work really hard to be mediocre, um, you know, giving me tips on how to impart this knowledge to other people. For um, sure. So yeah, that's, so, that's, and just yeah. like creating a one centralized source of information, uh, specifically about the organizational level of the sport with coaching and competing and business ownership. Cause the more people that are out there, like having profitable strongman gyms, the more people can participate in strongman in events right. that are, that are yeah. good and well-run, like it benefits the sport. So there's more, there's plenty of room in the boat for everybody. Yeah. yeah. So we want to help yeah. other promoters and coaches to do some of the stuff that we've done and learn from them too. Like I'm still promoting shows and like, I want to learn ways yeah, to get better at like, it. It's just like competing. We've already done all the dumb shit. You know, <laughs> and business. Yeah. Yeah. Like we've already no, that's, that's brilliant. I'm excited. Business decisions. And you know, so, so if we can help people to not mess those <laughs> things up, that would be, that, that would be great. It's so like creating the resource I wish that I had when I started. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's brilliant. I love that. I'll be really excited to see how we can be involved in it and, and how we can yeah. utilize it. Because, and you know, it's such a, such a great thing that Brian said was, you know, this sport 
is so so many people say okay so i'm not gonna name names but so and so was it world's strongest man so i'm gonna use them as a coach mm -hmm. and then you hear the horror stories of them and it's like wow like that's crazy and it's just you know yeah i mean and there there's not there's not really a whole lot that a 400 pound man is going to teach a 132 pound woman about how to. Well, yeah. And it's, <laughs> well, you guys know from being involved in it so much, it's every class, every body type has different types of, you know, yeah. like I, I coach Dante, but sometimes he picks up cues from a fellow middleweight mm -hmm. that I just don't relate to because we're 60 pounds different. You know what yeah, I mean? I mean, yeah. one of the first post big post that I put together for strongman.training is coaching deadlifts for different body types, because the way yes. that you're going to coach someone that's my size as a lightweight woman versus someone who's a middleweight versus someone that's a heavyweight man, yeah, like that's... our bodies are so different and our levers are so different. So just taking, being able to take that into account. So it's not just like how to deadlift. It's specifically like how to coach the deadlift for people in different bodies. And strongman has such a wide variety of bodies. Yeah. So that, yeah. that's the kind of stuff that we really want to get into yeah. with strongman.training. Yeah. So unfortunately, if you go to strongman.training right now, there's nothing there yet, but there will be. Some, there will be some, by awesome. the time nationals happens. There'll be a few things Sweet. up and it, it's going to be. Yeah. A well, let, us know, let us know how we can be involved and help. Cause I think that's such a cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's the other part of it that we're really looking forward to because we, we know so many good positive people like you guys and Cody and, you know, other people around yeah. the area um, that we just, I'm really excited to get them involved in it too. So. Yeah. Well, that's Sweet. always kind of, that's how I'll end it. But you know, people, you guys are, are people that have the same goal as us is, you know, leave the sport better than when we found it. And, you know, yeah. strongman.training is a, a great example of that. So congratulations and good luck with mm -hmm. that. And, you know, like I said, we'll help however we can. And I guess that's episode 148 with the feelies. Oh, thanks. Thank you, thank you guys, we'll thank you guys so much. And we'll, we'll see you all in Erie. Thank you guys. Sweet. so much. Yeah.